I wrote this one. You're wrong. This time. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 34. E3, bitches! That's right, we're right in the middle of the E3 Electronic Entertainment Expo Conference. The gaming mecca of the year. Every year. It's like it's it's like spring break. My fucking chair, goddamn it! It's like it's like spring break. Um, broken chairs and everything. And uh, broken chairs and everything. Um, we're just gonna do news because there's been a you may or may not have noticed a quite a bit of news lately. Um, I, uh, broken chair evolved. Uh, 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 I'm Shane O'Hare. I'm joined with the other three uh, uh, Geekscape Games hosts, Derek Kranevelt. Hello. Uh, the traitorous Josh Jackson. Why am I traitorous? you went on the other show. This is the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network, and you did not defend us on not the main a, yeah, show. According to Jonathan, we're number two. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. John might play some old games. Uh, he might be good on movies and those uh, funny books, but uh, we're the video game guys. So yeah. I'll never respect get- the opinion of someone who won't play Splatoon. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to get on that spot fest. Who does want to get on that spot fest is Juan Carlos, who is now back with a computing device. How is I everything? A, I have a fast pass for the splat fest. <laughs> is that why oh you're having it good? good? <laughs> 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 I'm All not right. saying. Me and uh, the fiance and I just picked up Splatoon yesterday, so we might have a splat fest after we're done this episode. Oh, nice. Can, can you can you stream it on Twitch? Uh, no, because it's a Wii U game. Oh, well, you can get and uh, nudity is not allowed on Twitch. So, sorry. Do you have Splatoon, Juan? You do, right? Oh yeah, my my what? wife plays Splatoon more than I've been playing Splatoon. Weren't if, you on that episode of Geekscape Games where he said that, Josh? Oh right, right. That's right. Um. Oh yeah. Can, <laughs> with your video capture card, could you stream it if we played after the show? Yeah. Uh, I can't do it today. I can't oh, do okay. it today Any, either. Anytime this week, I absolutely could. Oh, okay, cool. I gotta, right, tra- I gotta um, train up first. I haven't. I've barely played it so far. I played it at a well, friend's the, house and it was really fun, but I sucked at it. One of the default weapons is one of the best weapons in the game, anyway. So you're good. Is it the paint roller? No, the uh, splatter shot junior. Okay. Yeah, that's really strong. Is that is that like the Scooty Puff Junior from Futurama? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. What do you say we guys get into it? It's been a busy couple of days. We're recording on Tuesday. Oh, and I just want to say. It's been really fucking hot in Alaska, um, so my window's open and the fan's on, so if it's noisy, d- deal with it this episode, folks. Deal with it. I've had perfect audio. At things. least you're getting an episode, because we haven't yes. been very good at releasing them. No, no. Um, anyway, uh, what do you say we start at the top with that fancy, dancy, fancy-schmancy uh, Super Smash Bros. leak that happened on Saturday? I believe it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Sunday Saturday. morning. Saturday morning. Um, yeah. I think the leak was Saturday, the and they made it official oh, yeah, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Saturday. So uh, basically, um, the rumors are true. Roy and Ryu uh, are in Super Smash Bros. Uh, on the Wii U and the 3DS. I woke up to text messages and uh, posts on my Facebook showing the uh, the Roy trailer, and I was so fucking happy, so fucking happy. Um, so uh, oh, I did I put my phone on not annoy, but it still buzzed. So um yeah, uh, the rumors are true. They uh, that whoever got that update earlier in Japan and decoded this audio files was uh, was right. Um, 
So the next day, the Nintendo Mini Direct, which I didn't watch. Josh, Josh, Josh you watched it, I, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, I was watching it on my way to the Nintendo Championships. So why don't you tell us which about the Which was fucking mini- awesome, by the way. I haven't watched it yet. It was so yeah, no, much it was fun. fun. It was, I, it was like, it was way better than I was expecting it to be. Like, I had to, like, go shopping and shit because I'm going on, like, a trip tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I just didn't want to go. It was rough. I uh, missed, like, you- Reggie oh. fighting and getting his ass kicked. I missed all of that. Oh, man, that was, that was embarrassing. So why don't you tell us about the little mini direct and then tell us about the uh, uh, world championships? Um, well, the mini direct, it first of all confirmed that every Smash Brothers character, including all three Mii fighters, are going to have their own amiibo. Um, game well, I can watch. hear Derek's wallet crying. Yeah, right. I think all of ours is I think my wallet's, my un- wallet's un- unable to cry at this point because it's been beaten to death. Yeah, my wallet's on suicide watch at this point. It's like the wallet with the dragon tattoo. I've got my, I've got my, I've got some credit card applications in though, so things are looking good. That yeah, was a funny you, joke. And you think you didn't laugh at that, Derek? There was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they call a joke in Canada. <laughs> anyway, uh, keep going. No, but uh, no, it started off with the amiibo announcement. So, and Game and Watch is going to come with three different or four different designs that to my understanding, are packaged with the Amiibo. It so was confirmed gonna... that they are packaged, yeah. Right. So uh, now a lot of OCD people are complaining that they're going to have to buy four so they could have one of each to display. How about um, instead of complaining about having to buy four, complain the fact that you have OCD? <laughs> <laughs> but see, the first step of, of fixing a problem is admitting you have one. I don't think they're at that point yet. I don't think any of us are because we're still buying them. I, I, I obsessively, compulsively buy all the My Little Pony comic books. I don't think I've cracked two. Yeah. They're just cute to look at in my <laughs> long box downstairs next to all my records that are in a pile. So maybe it's, ex- maybe, it's exactly maybe what I'm like with Amiibos. I've got like six open, which I've actually bought twice, so I could also have them sealed. And then the fucking entire collection of uh, not, not, uh, not open ones. What am I doing with my life, you guys? <laughs> I also like moved in the middle of May and they're literally still in a box. So yeah, I sure, you know, I'm sure getting Be- good use out of them. Before we get too far into the news, can we get a, a an internet quality update? Mhm. From you, Derek? From me? Yeah. Uh my internet was- is fucking awful. <laughs> uh, I almost want to move. I'm almost I I almost want to move because the internet's so bad. I'm surprised I can talk to you guys. Can can you tell us about uh, the last time we spoke? Um, Are you making you fun of me because I went on a really long tangent about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was important. I was like, "Sorry that you know I don't have what I don't know what's going on. I haven't in- had internet in fucking days, and I f- skyped in off my fucking data connection. Jesus! And then did that episode even come out? Uh, no, it did. It did. Okay, surprising. Okay, so yeah, outside of the amiibo though, uh, and the big announcement which leaked the day before, which kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit, but. Aside from Lucas, who they also went over but was announced the month before, they also officially confirmed that Roy and Ryu were coming to Smash Brothers, uh, and that's Ryu from Street Fighter, which is pretty big news, especially with the way they implemented him, because rather than just being a standard Super Smash Brothers character, he actually has like a full set of combos that you can do depending on like different directions or different um, distances he's away from the opponent when he does the attacks. Plus, like Street Fighter Four, he has two different super, um, like uh, why am I, why can't I think of the name? Smash Ball. What was that called? Final, Final Smash. Smash. There you go. Jesus. The Final. He has two Final Smashes, 
And um, if you input the actual Street Fighter commands to do a special moves instead of just the B button, they um, they are more powerful when you do them. So he, and, they, it, and they have a <coughs> and they have a different um, uh, audio uh, cues as well. Right. Yeah, his voice is different when he calls out the name of the move, uh, depending on how you do it, and that's probably more to give a cue to the opponent, like what you're doing. But but yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic, and it makes him play like completely different from anyone else in the game. And he's really he's really hard to get used to at first. I don't know if you guys have played with him at all. I I I went out and got him and Roy instantly. Fuck Lucas. I went out and got. You didn't get Lucas. What the hell? Fuck Lucas. Fuck Ness. Fuck Earthbound. Speaking of Earthbound, though. Yeah. Well, those games are terrible. They're They're almost as bad as Tomba. (laughs) See, I I would at least enjoy Tomba because uh, it's not a turn-based like RPG. But I mean, Earthbound sounds like your kind of game, going around beating dogs and crows and hippies. (laughs) Well, the hippies, I can't understand. I'm going to a hippie wedding this weekend. That's going to be fun. (laughs) <laughs> I don't here, 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 anyway, anyone listening to the Geekscape Games podcast, Google Chickaloon, Alaska. That's where I'm going. Chick, is that a real place? It is a real place. It's about 30 minutes from where I live. Huh. I live in the fucking boondocks. <laughs> no, but as far as yeah, as far as that, that was the huge news that Ryu was confirmed and Roy. And I'm glad to say too that Roy plays not completely different from Marth, but a lot. Uh, he has a lot of moves and variations to his attacks now that help him stand out from both Martha and Lucina versus him being a straight clone like he was in Melee. So that I, I felt I felt like at least for me I felt in Melee um and let me know if I'm like controlling the conversation too much but in Melee I had a distinct difference between the two characters. Roy was a lot heavier. Um he was a lot stronger and not as floaty. Um uh, and w- at least with Marth uh he had a much greater recovery so if you got knocked out you could come back um uh a lot easier right yeah and they i mean they did have their variations Mm. that helped them stand out from each other like with uh roy doing more damage up close whereas marth did more damage by hitting him with the edge of his sword but still like their their move sets like their actual animations and the moves that they had were all pretty much identical to each other whereas now like roy's combos are different um, he has different properties on some of his smash attacks. His final smash, while still a variation of critical hit, like has a completely different setup and hits differently from Marth's. So, I mean, he feels like more of an original character than he did in Melee, at least in my opinion. And it's good to know that they didn't just, when while they could have and everyone would have bought him anyway, that they didn't just rest on the idea that they could have just kept him with the same animations as Marth and just left it as is. But they might have felt pressure since... uh since Lucina kind of already feel, uh, fills that role to an extent that they had to do something more to, so you didn't have three characters with a shared move set. Uh, no, there's, there's, yeah, okay, three. I was like, well, who's the other guy? Ike. Oh no, no, I anybody... three: Lucina, Marth, and Roy. Now. Yeah, but then there's Ike. Oh no, but Ike's Ike's different though. Really? Yeah, completely different. Like his up B is terrible recovery for one. Oh. Well, I've never played him, so. Oh, okay. Uh, d- did uh, Juan or uh, D- Derek doesn't play video games anymore? Uh, Juan, did you, <laughs> did you Not get since the Silent Hills got canceled. You're asking <laughs> Unless me it's if called I got The Witcher DLC? 3. Yeah, did you get the DLC? That's like asking me if I breathe air, my friend. He was born with the DLC, man. He was born with the DLC. I was born with the DLC his middle name. before it was even launched. I waited 
that hour and 30 minutes, I kept hitting that refresh button because I wanted that DLC. And I got that DLC and I played the DLC. So when you ask me, did I get the DLC? You bet your sweet ass I got that DLC. <laughs> he's Now he's just waiting on that Rayman. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, he, man. He's going to be the next one, I swear. It's coming. Well, did you get did you get all the Mii Fighter costumes and everything? I, I bought that whole bundle. Yeah, which which I I I wish they had like a uh, different bundles. They only had a, like bundles full of shit that I didn't want. Why I, don't they cater to me? Yeah, uh, why don't they just handpick the individual costumes that you want and put them in a bundle? The Shano here uh, bundle. I got the bundle and I played with all three characters. I really loved Roy, it's it feels, it feels just like Roy should play. It has that melee feel, but they did a little bit to tweak him to make him feel different from Marth more, more so because even in melee, they were just too similar. The, the there was definitely that speed difference, and just like you said, Shane, the recoveries were different. It was better for Marth, but Roy had the strength to make up for it. Here, his move set. Even though it's it's kind of like Marth's, it's it's very different uh, in terms of the animation and the damage output. His upbeat has been um, tweaked a bit. His uh, standard up smash uh, holds the enemy in place, and that uh, normal that standard B charge. Holy crap! If you hold that thing all the way through, um, he lets out this explosive slash that does ten damage to the player, but. If you are able to connect, man, you could possibly you know knock someone off the stage at fifty percent. Yeah, it's 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 almost an instant KO. It it makes the Falcon Punch look like a little jab. It's that strong. Um. So Whoa. so yeah. I mean the 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 up B is still not as high as Lucina's or Marth's, but it does give out more damage output. But if if you're one of those players who prefer to play with brute strength and just want to finish the matches as a fast as possible you can't link a bunch of combos together like the top tier players can uh roy is a really good choice to start off with yeah i i i, I my main's back i got my old school main and i've been playing a lot of it and, and i for i forgot the the wii u has the um you can play on the gamepad so i've yeah. been playing in, i've been playing in bed <laughs> i've been playing a lot <laughs> yeah of it's, smash Bros. in bed it, it's uh it's nice because now uh, we were just having this discussion because, and you and you mentioned a little bit uh, in the Nintendo World Championship, we saw Hungrybox taking on Reggie, which was completely embarrassing. But these top tier players, they're they're a little bit of an elitist group, and I'm saying a little bit uh, in the kindest sense. They refuse to uh, to move on to the new games. I can understand why Brawl wasn't adopted due to the tripping mechanic, and uh, a lot of the the meta game was taken out. But with Smash 4, a lot of it's there. And we're seeing there's tons of YouTube videos with with new tech that players are starting to find out. And we're going to see a lot of that next month at Evo. Uh, And the main complaint was, you know, a lot of the people, the mains that players used in Melee weren't there. You didn't have your your Roys. And even in Brawl, people liked Lucas uh, a lot. And now we have them back, plus the addition of Ryu, which was a character that people, you know, have asked and dreamt, like, hey, maybe one day he'll be in. And sure enough, hell or high water here he is and sakurai's team did an amazing job not only just you know getting his look right but they implemented all of his moves like in there like the six button six button configuration they managed to find a way to cheat that with two buttons 
just best on based on the pressure you use to press the button, you can let out the, uh, the strong, uh, fierce, or jab buttons uh, just by you know pressing it in a different way. Yeah, and the work the they combos did with are there. incredible. Yeah, the focus attack is there. Um, even if you put the the natural inputs for the Hadouken or Shoryuken, you'll get that you'll get a stronger version of the move with less lag when you hit the ground. So it rewards players for actually putting in the time to learn the character. So this is kind of like your snake character from Brawl that required the player to learn more than just, you know, go in there and hit the buttons. If you take the time to learn with uh, the moves of Ryu and really string those combos together, it rewards you tenfold. Because I'll tell you right now, that focus attack is a game changer. You could absorb a Ganon's Warlock punch or Captain Falcon's punch, and you'll stay there. You'll take the damage, but you won't flinch. And it allows you to connect that focus punch. It freezes them in place, and then you can follow it up with Shoryuken. If you get them at 80%, they're out of the stage. It's, and I love, I love how when you do that that counter, uh, it has like that ink trail from Street Fighter Four. Uh, it's it's beautiful, and it begs the question. Like, and you saw how excited people were for Ryu online. That's all that was trending worldwide. How does anyone at Capcom not see that and think, you know, maybe we should put the Street Fighter game on a Nintendo system again? I mean, people. I mean, the 3DS version of Street Fighter Four was a good seller. I mean, it may not have been received well by critics, just and I, and yeah, the combination inputs were hard. But you put that on the Wii U. I mean, people will buy it. I mean, I know I would. It was, it would absolutely be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, or but at least another it, exclusive like Tatsunoko or something. Oh God, and that's that one was of the so best. good. That was such a good game. It is a, one of the, not just a good Wii U game. It is one of the best fighting games. Period. It's just yeah. it's that good. I, I and, still maintain that if that game wasn't popular, we wouldn't have got Marvel versus Capcom three. It was basically absolutely- built on the same engine. No, you're absolutely right, and I mean, it, it, how it's, it's it just boggles the mind. After this, Tatsunoko versus Capcom, how do you not follow it up? You've seen that Capcom fighting games are a success, which for a long time is like Darkstalkers. Put that on Wii U, you know, it's like something. And it, I and I, <coughs> I, per- <coughs> ah, I <coughs> I've been personally trying to uh, um, plan out. Uh, titles that I'm going to buy on the Wii U, unless it's like a big multiplayer title or something that's an exclusive to the PC or the PlayStation. I want to support the Wii U because I've been super happy lately with with the with the content that's on there, and I'm really enjoying the console a lot more than I was. Like before, it was always off and just like in the corner, and I'd dust it off for you know a little smash here and there with friends. But I've been finding myself playing it almost every night. Uh, yeah, and it's especially now since I've pretty much gone through everything with Destiny, and I kind of started getting that realization. Like, wait, I'm just running through the same damn map, killing the same damn uh, House of Wolves bosses for. If a crappy only loot. you got it on the PlayStation. If only I had a PlayStation. We um, could have been playing together. I, I, could, I, I could have. I could have been Destiny playing too, X- but sh- I could have been playing too, but Shane didn't put in his ten articles this week. Yeah, and I'm Fuck. gonna and I'm gonna be I'm gonna get Destiny. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. But that was a week. That was a week ago that you said that. No, it was next week. It was next week. This is this is from an episode of the podcast that didn't air. So so so, so I'll say all in all that that morning news Smash Brothers with the new costumes and the tourney mode which is launching late and I think it's in August uh, or September. It looks fantastic, and uh, they still have fighters from the fighter ballot that people voted on that we're probably gonna hear more next E3. But I mean, it was a solid morning for Sunday. And then, of course, we closed out with Bethesda later that evening. 
Yeah, so tell us about, t- t- uh, unless you guys want anything about the mini direct, because we got a lot of stuff to cover. Oh, no, move Why don't you on. go we into Bethesda? All right, I'll make this quick. Uh, the scene at the Dolby Theater, uh, for those who are who are not from the LA area, it's right across from the famous El Capitan Theater and where, where they film um, the Jimmy Kimmel Live. And the scene out there was hectic. There was a black carpet um, uh, event. Tons of people were there. Media and uh, fans were waiting in line since the day before because they had standby just in case they didn't fill enough seats. They were going to allow certain fans to get in. So and the minute I got there, I just felt instantly, uh, you know, horrible because of all people, Derek should have been there. And that's all <laughs> I was thinking. And it was like, Derek should be here. We go inside. The lobby is absolutely gorgeous. They have uh, figurines, uh, tall standees of uh, figures from the of, from Doom, from uh, Fallout. They had Pip-Boy there. We go inside. They have free drinks and popcorn. We go inside. The crowd's hyped. Giant screen. The sound in that theater is just absolutely crisp was like you want to play video games in that room and when they started with the doom 3 um, demo the whole place shook every time the shotgun went off and people were just hyped up the moment that he said they saw the helmet it was electric uh, of course the biggest pop during that whole playthrough was when uh, we were seeing the various finishers knock down one of the the demons ripped like twisted his leg and made him kick his own face it seems really gimmicky gimmicky to me a bit gimmicky to me though after like, after I, a while like, we kind of caught on to that because uh, at first you're just excited because it's doom but then when you really are starting to look at it especially if you go home and watch the video of it you start to catch on well you know a lot of the guns are just shotguns and they and you'll notice that the aliens will glow a green uh, not green blue or red and at that moment, when they do go off that glow, that gives the signal that you are allowed to do some kind of finisher or melee move. So you can't just go up and do all those finishers right off the way. You have to damage them somewhat. And, you know, a lot of the enemies had the same model. They, there was very little variety in it. Uh, and they were sp- very you know, spread out. So uh, it was it was fun. It got a good pop. And then as the you know thing progressed, we saw more Dishonored 2. We just saw a demo. Or not did, even a demo. Okay. Which also did, leaked ahead of time. Yeah. Like, did you Saturday guys... It was just like the day of leaks. It was ridiculous. Did you at least hear the audio about that leak? Oh, I didn't no. hear it. I heard about it. It was so funny. So it's it's like two and a half minutes of uh, someone like ripped... So this is what happened. They, Bethesda went <clears throat> accidentally went live on Twitch. And um, they were like <laughs> doing rehearsals for their, their, their conference. And... Uh, you just hear some guys talking back and forth, like, okay, yeah, so stand over here, and then, like, you know, um, you know, you talk here, uh, you know, talk in French, and the guy's like, blah, 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 s'il vous plaît. And he's like, is that good French? Like, no, that's terrible French. And they're like talking back and forth, and apparently they were talking about Dishonored in French. And then all of a sudden, you hear some guy come up, it's like, hey, guys, um, mute your mics, uh, because one of these mics is going live to Twitch. Oh, shit. And then you hear a guy go, haha, very funny. And the other guy's like, I'm not kidding. And then it's just silence, like, Fuck! <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I know what I'm going to be doing after the show. <laughs> Finding another job. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the but to be honest, uh, people were excited when the two two guys were up there talking about Dishonored and thanking the fans for playing it. Was it good French? French? I don't think any of us speak French, do we? Well, yeah. Was it good French? Uh, I don't speak French. Oh, That's Spanish. That's Spanish. Oh, okay. French, close Spanish, same thing. They're not America, so close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was it got a nice pop. But you know, we just saw a trailer, 
Uh, and of course, I, all I was thinking, like Shane mentioned, that this is all running on a PC, all on a PC, on a PC. This is not going to be Xbox One or PS4. So I'm like, all right, so just a trailer, no gameplay. We're going to wait on that. And then as the, the more games came out, I guess the, the card game that they announced, the uh, Fables or Legends or card game, zero reaction. There were actual groans from my section. Really? There were like no one. There was no response at the end of that trailer. It was just like like the polite clap. Like, okay, your kid I just, performed a piano s- s- recital and it sucked. All right, it's over. We're, they were clapping to know that it was over. Thank you. It's done. Let's move on. There's just too many and, of those games, I think. Like, it's just overloaded. Between, you know, you've got, aside, you know, you've got real trading card games, but I mean, you've got Scrolls from Mojang. You've got fucking Hearthstone, which is really the king. Um, you know, Gwent in, in with The Witcher, which is new, but it's also really good. I feel like unless you're a huge, like, the Elder Scrolls fan, you're not going to be overly interested this in this. This is only for them. This is only for them. And even with Elder Scrolls, I'm glad you brought that up. They said, here's uh, millions of players, and now we just launched the game, and now console gamers are experiencing what PC gamers have been enjoying for a while now. So here's some stuff that we're bringing out later. They just showed images of maps, but didn't it really explain what new content or what you're going to be able to do or any story storyline wise. It was just like, okay, here's this and just left it at that and then moved on. And you could really tell that this is Bethesda's first go at a conference. Cause it, they just seem to just throw things out there and just like, all right, we'll just show this and people get excited, clap and we'll just move on to the next thing. And uh, it didn't, it felt kind of dull after a while until we got to fallout. And when we got to Fallout, you know, people were losing their minds or screaming. And funny enough, the biggest cheer uh, that you got from the crowd were two moments. One, when they showed how you customize the player's face. Oh, that and was secondly, so cool. Yeah. And uh, secondly, the dog. When the dog <laughs> fetched the wrench, that got the biggest pop in the room. I feel like uh, but, I feel like I thought for the initial trailer the dog was super cool and I'm less interested in the dog after seeing the gameplay because I don't want to have to control another dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's just more micromanaging. Yeah, like you're, you you're sending do. him commands and shit. I could see like if there's specific missions where like you know the dog can get into smaller areas than you because he's a dog or something like that. That's kind of cool. But like, why didn't he just go grab the wrench himself? Like he was ten feet away from it and it took way longer to set the command for to to get have the dog go get it than it would have to just go get it himself absolutely i mean yeah the time that took him to fetch you could just walk the what this 20 feet and go get it yourself but you know but for their first conference it was good i mean i would love to have them do it again at that same theater it worked well uh and then of course at the end they announced uh the the deluxe version of fallout 4 which comes with that working pit boy oh so cool but of course it's just are you gonna are you gonna get rid of your apple watch Derek? Uh, no, I have two wrists. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems, if, to be honest, it's a two hundred. If it's going for two hundred forty-nine, I thought uh, it was. One, I thought it was. I think it was one nineteen. It's, it's one nineteen. Okay, that more, yeah. makes more sense because it's just a case. It's a case for your phone because your phone. But it looks like a pip boy. And that's that's what they're gonna get you with. So you're oh, gonna, it's just a case for it's your just phone. Yeah, so you, so you put your phone, so phone on the screen. So, that's pants on head retarded. So, so it, 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 it like you put your phone in it and it acts and because they're going to be releasing a Pip-Boy app for, Which is free. I, for iOS and Android that will basically control the Pip-Boy in the game so you can access all that stuff without having to go to the specific Pip-Boy screen as far as my understanding went. Yeah, so that's, by, that's exactly what they meant. So by putting it on your wrist while you're playing the game, you're 
you know, basically getting the uh, a Pip Boy experience, and it that's uh, and that's it, like the most autistic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're the most autistic <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> you dick. When um, I don't know. I thought it was it, pretty cool. It, it is. It's cool, and it's going to fly off the shelves, and people are going to buy it and resell it on. It hasn't gone on pre-order in, in Canada. It hasn't gone on pre-order in Canada yet. No, that, I've been watching. No, it's it ha- not yet. It's not not even here in the states. But I'm sure that we'll get to that soon. Uh, then, of course, at the end, they announced that you know, as a thank you to the fans and to everybody for attending their first conference, um, that they're going to give away these three uh, Funko figurines, and they're smaller than the ones that you would see at Barnes and Noble and some hobby shops. They're like a third of the size, and they don't have any bobblehead thing. It's just standard figures of. Uh, it's like uh, mystery minis, right? Right, like the Brotherhood of Steel figure from uh, Fallout, a demon from Doom, and the main character, one of the main characters from Dishonored too. So they gave a set to each member of the media. Now, I, I haven't, I mentioned this on Twitter, but I want to close out this with uh, a little grind my gears segment, if I may, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, I, I've for this job that what we do, uh, you know, where we go to these events, report it's work. You know, and, and we do this because we love gaming. We, uh, regardless of what consoles, if it's PC or console, we just love this stuff. And it, and you know, we don't get paid for this. We get paid in it in a sense by being able to attend these events, um, meeting with the developers and you know people in in the industry and entertainment and talking to them. And and it's and, a release from our boring, terrible, depressing lives. And that, that too. And we, but it's it's fun, and you have to love this stuff to do it. If, I mean, if you hate video gaming and entertainment and do this for a living, you must be a very unhappy human. Dude, but, I know, run in. I run into those people at like conventions. Like, I always try to like pass out my card and be like, "Yo, yo, I'm Shane with Geek Savior. We're a small group." Blah blah. blah. And there's people that are just like, "Why are you talking to me? I absolutely just hate existence. And, and, I'm just and, here to like get a paycheck and then leave." And it's like, "Whoa, what the fuck, man?" Yeah, and for listeners, I mean, I, I, when I got into this, and for we realized very quickly that not everyone loves it as much as you do. And, and, uh, and some are very quiet. Like I, there was somebody right next to me that I said hello to, and they just ignored me completely and they weren't even on their phone or anything. They were not distracted. I just tried to say, Hey, you know, JC from Geekscape and, uh, and it's from a pretty solid, you know, well-known video game outlet and just blank. So I'm like, all right, those Nerdist dudes, wasn't it? It it wasn't (laughs) Nerdist. I'll say that. (laughs) But what really got me was at the end when they gave out those figurines, I mean, they were being really sincere about, thank you, you know, we love our fans. It, we, I mean, we you know when I went to my first E3 20 years ago, it, it was like in Las Vegas at CES, and now look at us in the Dolby Theater. And they seemed, Bethesda, I, I do love that beginning where they mentioned how much they love games and creating games, and, and they do love their fans. And I can understand perfectly why Derek appreciates Bethesda so much because you can see the passion they have in their games and they, you can truly tell that they do appreciate their fans. So when they gave those figures out, there was like a big thank you. And the box says, you know, E3 2015 first time ever. And as we left, they handed a set to each person. I go outside the minute I leave the theater, there's already people like asking people like, Hey, I'll give you 40 bucks for those figures. And then you could see like people of the media and journalists like haggling prices. Well, give me 60 and you can have them. (laughs) <laughs> and I go home and right off the bat on eBay, there's already seven listings for those figures. And the lowest price was $300. Jesus okay. Christ. So the, which brings me to this point. I, and I put it on Twitter earlier. If you're a member of the media, specifically a journalist or a TV personality or somebody on YouTube who, who puts videos, 
And if you're taking these items, gifts. These, you know, these gifts that these are these publishers, these companies give us because they appreciate what we do and it's an honest to God thank you, and you're trying to flip it to make an eighty dollar, one hundred dollar profit, then you're a tool. You're an absolute tool. And I'm going to add this into because our industry are like and consumers too are filled with people who will complain that video game companies are greedy, soulless bastards who just and they hate a, women. They and they hate women. Uh, that they release Some a game that's sixty percent done, and they save all this content to release this DLC to just stab us, you know, for more money. Oh, so they can just stretch it out more. Your Call of Duties, you know, your 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 Destinies, like all this stuff. They're just using it to get more money out of you. Games are not games anymore; they're a service. They complain and write articles and make editorials about that, and then on that, and they'll say they're abusing our passion to make a profit. Well, isn't that the same thing what you're doing to your listeners and to your readers? You're abusing their love for a product by trying to make a profit off it. So instead of selling it on eBay, why don't you take a page from Bethesda and give it away to the people who helped you get where you are? We all have Geekscape. We have very loyal readers and listeners to the show. If we, And we've given away Amiibos and games in the past before. You know, we've given away Lucario's. We've given away video games. It's a sign of appreciation. Well, you gave away my Lucario. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but we we give stuff away, and, and the uh, honest to God, like anytime we, we get stuff that you know that I'm like the the figures I'm giving him, Derek. I love because you. I know he loves Bethesda. But if we ever got something that we know that you know that our listeners want, we're gonna hook them up, and we will always do that because you guys are fans, just like us, and we want to make sure that these things get to the hands of fans. And I can't stand it when these media people sell these things or, or, or hawk it away you know, to make a profit for their own personal benefit. It drives me insane, and it kind of sullies the name of being a journalist. And at that point, you're probably not even a journalist. You're just some you know schmuck who s- sneaks their way into these conventions and these media presentations just so you can get the exclusives and leave. And I know people who will not go to these things. If they find out there's no giveaways, they won't go. And they probably all work for The Verge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say publicly, fuck Neelai Patel and his spiky wristbands. It's not 1983 anymore. (laughs) But that's my rant. That's my rant. And, and, uh, and I, and, you know, and if you go and, and, you know, just, just give away to your fans, man. Don't sell on eBay. There's people out there who would really like to have that stuff. And, and and is really, is your integrity just worth 250 bucks extra? Mine's worth 150 bucks. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Integrity? What's that? I don't know. I haven't man. gotten that DLC it's yet. Just, it's just a little sore spot. It's just a, it's a dark side of this business that we see all too often. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think every I think every year I run into at least a handful of people that I overhear being like complete douches or talking about getting paid for reviews or whatever the case is. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it just made me feel real bad because I mean, there's tons of people like Derek who would have loved to have these. And I started instantly. I felt, you know what? The wrong people were in this room. You know, they should just let the fans in and let the media people just be outside or be at home and watch a, a stream of it and let them report that way. Exactly. I'm going to make it to E3 one of these years. You will. I think but, the problem well, is it's just so close to Comic-Con that I can't, I can't afford to get down there twice. Well, you know, that was how we closed out Sunday. And then, of course, we had Monday with Microsoft and Sony. And you guys checked that out, didn't you? I I checked out Microsoft actually after the fact um, last night when I got home. I watched the VOD. What would you think? Um, the 
oh man, what was the, they? They had a game um, that I can't remember that made me want to go buy an Xbox. Um, shit, the retro game? N- no, no. Um, yeah, it was a retro game. Um, uh, Recore was that Retro Studios? I believe so. Yeah, that was really cool. the the Elite controller. I wasn't taking notes and. I, I just was kind of zoning out, so I wasn't really paying att- attention. But there really wasn't much, at least for me, that stuck out at the the uh, Microsoft conference. Yeah, they had the new Ford GT come down from the ceiling, and some people talk about cars and Forza, <clears throat> Forza which is my my favorite racing game. But that was that was pretty pretty much it. The new Elite controller is pretty cool. I like that they're doing something that's um, very um, they, they're having these like uh, these customizable controllers that are first-party products, so people don't have to go out and hunt down these very, very, very expensive, you know, $150 for a first-party controller, so pricey, but the other ones can get into like $300 range for something like the boutique controllers. I think that's very cool. Um, did anybody watch the, uh, the uh, EA press conference? No, I missed it. The the only thing that I saw from it was after the fact the um, Star Wars Battlefront live gameplay trailer. Uh, I, I'm excited for it. I'm happy for it. I'm not going to pre-order it. This is the year of no pre-orders. Stay strong, everybody. Don't pre-order. I just pre-ordered three things today. God damn it! I just pre-ordered the uh, new Animal Crossing game. So, and one of the pre-orders I placed, I placed under Shane O'Hare. Motherfucker, you sullied my name. All right, might as well pre-order everything. And I'm going to pre-order <laughs> um, the Pip-Boy edition of Fallout. Yeah, no, I, I, I missed the Microsoft and Ubisoft conferences because I was too busy playing Fallout Shelter. Uh, uh, I caught the Ubisoft conference. I, I'm just kidding. I was at work. Oh, well. Uh, I caught the Ubisoft conference. Let me go down my notes. Um, they have um, the sequ- The first thing they started off was this uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2? No, Stick of Truth <laughs> uh, sequel called... Uh, uh, fractured But Whole? A fractured but whole, which was such uh, a funny title. Yeah, <laughs> and they had um, they had uh, they had Aisha Tyler uh back as the host, and she's really she's really funny, a good ad libber, but she was tr- I think she was trying too hard this time around. She was just trying way too hard, and like Matt Parker and Trey Stone came on stage, and Trey, Par- I- Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Did I say it backwards? Yes. Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they came on stage and said, "Like, yeah, we really like. En- we said we weren't going to make another video game, but we enjoyed it and we learned from our mistakes." I didn't play the Stick of Truth, Josh. You were talking about it on the main show a little bit. Yeah, I'm in the middle uh, of a second playthrough on PlayStation s- Three, and I never play things twice anymore. So I, I might, I might have to pick it up um, on PC, Master Race, um, and uh, uh, give it a give it a whirl. Let me go down my notes. Yeah, because here's the I thing did. with it. Like, it's it's buggy. It has some really basic flaws, but it's entertaining. The gameplay is solid, and it's it's laugh out loud funny through like most of the game. It's like what are some really, of the basic flaws? Um, you can't revisit dungeons, and there's like there's collectibles and armor that you can only get in those dungeons. So unless you're, if you're playing without a guide, it's really easy to permanently miss stuff. Yeah. Um, there's just there's glitches like. The first five minutes of my second playthrough, I got stuck on in like the upstairs floor of Cartman's house, and I just couldn't walk down the stairs ah, and had to wonderful. had to restart the game. Really? Um, yeah. Um, this is like that's like some like Super NES like level shit. Like, oh, I didn't get that thing. Now I'm stuck. I gotta start over. Yeah, no, it's re- it's really buggy. Um, 
And just the, the overall game, like, it's an RPG, but it's only, like, 10 hours long or so. And since you can't go back and revisit dungeons, it's like once the story's over, there's absolutely nothing to do unless you completely restart. So, I mean, like, it's it's light on content, it's glitchy, and the whole um, miss, missable items thing, but it's a really, it's like a really solid game with a great foundation. So I'm really hoping that they take what they learned from the first one, like they were saying at the conference, and are going to make this one really great. Especially because, and like I said yesterday on the main show, like when I finished Stick of Truth the first time, I was like, you know, they based this one off of their fantasy characters. I hope that if they make a sequel, it's based off of their superhero personas and that's the direction that they went with so i'm really excited about it yeah i was i was i was kind of pumped for it and um i mean uh trey stone and and bob parker um bob parker (laughs) fuck uh can um they're fun they're really funny guys um so and they they work well in uh, at least i think they work well in any medium so i wish uh i wish they remastered the first game for ps4 so i could play it pc masterized oh Oh, oh. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the one thing that I, I I took note in the Ubisoft conference is that they kept ad- like directly addressing all the negative criticism they've gotten recently. That was pretty uh, ballsy. That was really ballsy. It's like we read your shitty tweets. Uh, essentially, is what they were saying, and I thought that was um, I thought that was uh, a, an interesting move on their point. Um, they uh, announced um, a new game called For Honor. It's uh, uh, is it four v yeah four v four uh hack and slash combat um it's knights versus samurais versus barbarians which I think actually they just said Vikings and um it's a just a, a team hack and slash it looks beautiful the live demo they had um I I couldn't really uh, garner any um um I couldn't solidify how the controls work if they were like swinging controls with the thumbsticks or if they were just button presses. But um, they said that you'll be able to really intelligently uh, control your weapons very um, uh, in very minute detail, and so I, I, it looks really exciting. I would re- that's kind of a game that I want to play a demo of before I uh, drop some money money down. Um, oh, let's see what else we got. So they didn't talk about Beyond Good and Evil Two, is what you're saying? Uh, nah, nah. That's, that's the new Last game. Guardian. yeah uh speaking of which we'll get to that uh new expansions for the crew motorcycles monster trucks um rally cars remember Uh, when you were so excited for the crew and guess what i have not played (laughs) the crew exactly um remember you were like let's wait in line for eight hours at comic-con to try the crew and i was like no that's okay (laughs) i I played the crew when i tested out that thrustmaster steering wheel oh right the steering wheel was bad i read about that in your write-up not uh whoa 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 call out call out because i did write that up oh did you i did write i just assumed you didn't because you never do oh my god no 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 this is we're doing this shit live oh my god my internet's so good sdc 2014 we get a hands-on with the crew in the amazing ferrari 458 wheel shane o'hare okay you got me there anyway that was the only article I've as he sends it to me to, to, to make sure he's like i wrote this one you're wrong <laughs> this time <laughs> uh so then the next on the list was the new trials fusion expansion you're like a, a rambo cat with a machine gun a cat riding on a, a fire breathing unicorn yeah uh i i could not figure out what the fuck that was until and this is trials right because trials to my knowledge was um typically trials bikes typically like serious mm-hmm. just like motorcycles yeah well it's it's serious like uh, i mean 
you're a dude on a motorcycle, but you're doing some ridiculous shit. But you're on a trials bike, so I don't know what the the unicorn and the cat stuff is gonna play like. Um, um, do do do. They uh, showed up like the PvP area for the division. Um, Aisha had a really nice uh, "my body is ready" uh, line when they started talking about it. I thought that I got a good chuckle out of that. Basically, the division is the other game that I'm so excited for that you won't play um, that oh i'm gonna play which will have an exclusive beta for xbox yeah which pisses me npc npc it's coming to the pc oh, unlike destiny was supposed to come to the pc but they skipped it and i would have loved to get it on the pc anyway um so they introduced the dark zone which is kind of like your your pvp area where your the good loot is kind of like the like badlands in runescape if anybody gets that reference um nah you uh, in the demo, they had terrible, terrible, terrible voice actors, like trying to like be gamers, like oh let's check this out, better watch out, those are elites over there, <laughs> like it's like come on, just have a bunch of like neckbeards play it and then just record their conversations. You don't have to like <laughs> artificially inject some like organic like banter. It was really really bad. Were they guzzling Mountain Dew? Uh, no, they were. <laughs> it was. It, it was a very scripted. I I it, I it was, it was live. It felt very scripted. Yeah. It was it was it was scripted and rehearsed, and it was probably recorded, pre-recorded. But the team, uh, the fire team, goes in and they get jumped by like two random dudes, and the guys are the guys don't say anything, but they just like start shooting the bad guys, and so our three heroes and then these two other guys like just join up and go uh, farming for gear. Well, um, at the end, they're waiting for extraction, and. <laughs> The team, the heroes are like, um, like, hey, do you uh, you want to see what kind of gear this these guys got? I was like, uh, I don't know, man. They helped us. Like, oh man, let's see what kind of gear they got. And they they're like going back and forth, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna jump these two dudes that helped them. Like, come on, these two guys helped them. And they're like, Ryan, you want to shoot? You want to shoot these guys, or you want to just go? Come on. And Ryan, Ryan is insane. Shit. And he turns and he glacks everybody. He kills his three teammates he's on voice chat with. The two other guys takes all their gear and runs off into the Badlands. And it's like, what a fucking dick. It was like the funniest thing I, I saw all conference. It was it, it was something that I would do. It, it really was something that I would do. You know what? I don't want to. I'm glad you said it because that's exactly what I thought when I was seeing this. I was like, if that was Derek, Josh, myself and Shane, that's a Shane move right there. <laughs> all, all day, every day. That's that's true. Um, they um, they're gonna have beta invites um, on uh, PS4, Xbone, uh, PC. It comes out March eighth. Uh, I'm very excited. News. Is the division the game where Angela Bassett is playing Amanda Waller? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's, no, that's exactly. No, that's right. no, that's Rainbow Six. Oh, oh, okay. oh you're right, you're right. It is. Yeah, one of the Tom Clancy games. Yeah, um, uh, I'm waiting for Tom Clancy to make an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, well, he's dead, so... Tom Clancy can. Yeah. He's dead. Uh, new expansion... Well, well, how's he making the Division? Uh, Post-mortem. Post- he actually, he was alive when the Division first got pitched, so... That's how long it took to come. That was his last thing. <laughs> I, yeah. not, the not, game. To, not to be terribly insensitive, but I was I can't help but feel a little weird about how Kingdom Hearts 3 took so long that two of its prom- most prominent voice actors died in the time that we've been Whoa, waiting. Whoa! Really? really? Yeah, Christopher Lee was Ansem the Wise, and then Leonard Nimoy was Xehanort, <laughs> which are, which are like the sage. Like Christopher Lee is basically like the sage character that was guiding Sora, and then uh, Leonard Nimoy was the main antagonist, and now 
they're, they're both dead. Way to bring so the mood like, down. Yeah. So anyway, um, what I do. new expansion for Anno 20, or their city building game. It's like Anno 2050 uh, or 25-5, something. It's in the future. You go to space. Uh, it looks pretty. Uh, there's moon bases. Um, I'm sorry, everything just refresh on my notes. We do this shit live. Geekscape Games is not pre-rendered. Word. Uh, uh, 2205. Um, uh, I really couldn't... I mean, it was pretty, but it's it's one of those, like, oh, you need to play it. Like, you can't really show off, like, buildings getting, like, erected magically from the ground. Uh, you can't... Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. It, 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 anyway. Uh, oh, and then... Uh, Aisha Tyler like walked into the the crowd and sat next to one of the the Ubisoft devs who was dressed up as the character from oh god Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and she's like let's make a meme you want to be a meme right now and she's like asking this neck bearded French game dev to ad lib comedy and it was like it was it was bad it was it was the the cringe was palpable. <laughs> uh, Just Dance 2016 is coming out. You don't need a camera. You can use your cell phone as a controller. Um, and then uh, Jason Derulo came on stage and sang, but he wasn't doing a very good job. And apparently he's a number one top 40 R&B top 40 singer. Yeah. I've never, I, guess, I've, I guess we all learned that. Music exists. Fact. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I was like, why well, haven't I heard of this guy? I'm a DJ. Like I know a lot. Like most people on Top Forty, who the fuck is? And I think I, I, I his name is Jason Derulo, but I wrote it down as like Justin Tatillo or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Justin Tatillo? Um, it's uh, it's coming to all. Uh, Just Dance is coming to all consoles in October, and they're adding a subscription service called Just Just Dance Unlimited. Um. Do, do, do uh Rainbow Six uh Siege. Um they showed off uh Angela Bassett. Uh she came on stage and talked about what she brought to the character. Um and it was fucking her her character I, I, it was pre-rendered as fuck, but it was really impressive. It was. It was it was really, really impressive. Um Do you think Kevin Spacey started a trend now? Yeah. With with Call of Duty That's last all year, I was where thinking, they're gonna like, start bringing okay, in major like actors to play like commanding officers in and these sh- games, and she'll somehow be like a, a betrayer to the group later in the game. Is that a Call of Duty spoiler? Yeah. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's that was gonna be my follow up. <laughs> anyway, let me, let, me, let me run th- let me run through the rest of this. Uh, Terror Hunt game mode returns. Uh, it's uh, f- five uh, versus AI co op, but <laughs> much like Sega fucking up their logo. They spelt terror wrong, and they, they left the, <laughs> the the last R out, so it was tarot hunt. And the girl was French, so I was like, did she just have a weird accent? Oh, they wrote it wrong on the screen. Okay. Um, uh, it looks it looks cool. It's uh, team based uh, combat. Do track mania getting ported to consoles? If anybody's really into that, not really my cup of tea, but it's really popular game. Uh, they did a live demo of, oh, it, it has a random track generator where it'll make random tracks for you that are like hundred percent random, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, um, Datas, um, had like a pre-rendered trailer. It's growing on me. It's growing on me, guys. I, I hate to say, uh, did, did anybody else, uh, like start to get a little, little hard for Assassin's Creed watching that? The trailer looked no. cool. I thought. Um, and I like that they're pretty 
I mean, they fucked up bad with Assassin's Creed Unity, and I like that they're like, we're trying to do not do this this time, so there's not going to be any multiplayer, and we're going to do this and this and this. And I mean, we'll see. We're trying to it's make st- it work. Yeah, I mean, it's still a yearly series, which I think is too much for games that are you know trying to be any anything ambitious. But uh, no, it looks it looks cool. I like the I really like the timeline. the The age looks really cool. Um, I, I like how they called it. It's like it's the first modern Assassin's Creed. I'm like modern. Yeah. Like what? Like you have a really dubious definition of modern. Modern well, like guys, this horse-drawn uh, carriages. Sorry, but I have to bow out of this one. Uh, the wife. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, of course. Any, any, any last things? Uh, you want to talk about the Sony press conference real quick? Uh, or Nintendo uh, too? Yeah. So it turns out I left the pumpkin patch at probably a year too early. Should have stayed in that damn thing because uh, they made good on their promise. Mm. But uh, I'll be writing about um, the Nintendo and the Bethesda thing. Uh, it'll be up tomorrow or Thursday morning. I'm in the middle of t- of giving finals at my school, so that's like I'm balancing a lot of things right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, but I really wanted to talk about the Nintendo one, but I guess I'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, well trust me, there's going to be plenty more to talk about. All right. Well, have a good one, guys, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. Anyway, and keep, then there were three. And then there were three. Um, the uh, I I like the grappling hook gadget, but I think it's gonna be like okay, you fuck up your jump, and you're just gonna grappling hook. So there's not gonna be. It, it's gonna take away like one of the, like the huge penalties uh, for like lack of skill uh, in Assassin's Creed. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and the uh, the new Ghost Recon uh, game is like the division meets. Ghost Recon. It's an open world where you have to go around and like take out targets, but there's a bunch of different scenarios and you can like take out you can just snipe the target or you can assault or you can sneak in. Trailer was really cool. It was really pretty. Um I've always loved Ghost Recon games and this one seems pretty dope. Ghost Recon's Wildlands. And that was it for Ubisoft. You guys have anything you want to say about Ubisoft? Where's Beyond Good and Evil 2? Nobody. Cares. That's right. That's going to be the new Last Guardian. So we can't talk about it anymore. Oh. <laughs> so uh, well, ne- good because I'm not going to say anything. Good. Uh, next up was Sony. Derek, you want to uh, <clears throat> take the lead on Sony? Yeah. So a few minutes before the uh, event started, they announced that um, as of last night, there would be a media player available for the console, which people have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, it's got DLNA support. Uh, you can play all your. What cr- is DLNA? It's like uh, it's like it's like to stream stuff off Wi-Fi or something. Like so, the PlayStation will like for instance, if you run like a Plex server, the PlayStation will automatically see it, and you can connect to it and play your stuff. Uh, it's got a background player built in, so you can play your own music while you're playing games and stuff like that. USB support as well. Um, so if you want, you know, if you're old school and want to stick your pirated crap or whatever you're watching on a usb stick you can do that and plug it into the console uh again before the show they took they were talking about tearaway a little bit for the ps4 uh so that's supposed to launch i can't remember when in september or something like that but it's basically a ps4 version of the vita's last big game uh which was like a year or more ago now uh they started it of course with the last guardian which was pretty yeah. freaking. That was a big way to start the show because that was. I I I literally went when like I I knew it was Last Guardian. I just knew it. And well, I, as soon as I you got... saw that Team Japan or whatever, yeah. it was just like holy crap! Is as this soon as actually I saw happening? Team Japan, 
No, as soon as I saw Team Japan, my delusional mind was like, "Cool, Gravity Rush." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, uh, uh, you, me, and Juan were all live blogging together, and I hopped on the phone and called John. And he's like, he answers, he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Last Guardian, motherfucker!" He's like, "What? What? Last Guardian?" He's like, "Oh, oh." So he, he, he's hyped. Yeah, he's pretty, he sounded pretty excited. It's uh, it's I again we were joking about it because it's been this you know like they showed a trailer for it six or seven years ago and then literally pretty much never talked about it again. Like it it's become a running joke and and, and we joked about it last week and and weeks before and everything like that about how it wasn't going to happen and and then they opened the show with it, which was an absolutely huge move. Um, yeah, no, and it looked beautiful. It looked it looked awesome it looked like a great you know it looked like a, a mixture of eco and of shadow of the colossus but with so much more in there and um the cre- it reminded me a lot of like journey meets never alone i don't know what never alone is it's that uh, alaskan native um side-scrolling game where you play the uh nupiat girl Nope. Still yeah, and it was free that was free for on playstation plus like a month or two ago i think yeah it's that that is it that is a must-play game. It's a uh, two-player couch co-op. You pl- you can either play as the girl or her like fox companion. It's it's a it's a really fun game. And what and what's what's really uh, this is a complete sidetrack. But what's really crazy was um, I'm sitting there and like in between you collect you find hidden owls in the game and then they unlock videos that kind of like tell about so when you do something that uh, is very like mystical. Uh, to, uh, you get interviews from some of the um, Alaskan natives up on the North Slope that are saying, okay, this is this is our you know our myth, this is our like long, uh, you know story that goes back forever, um, and they interview him. And there was a girl I went to high school with uh, in being interviewed. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> like, goddamn, this state is huge. But like, somebody I went to school with is in this game. It was hilarious. <laughs> Can't imagine that. That's a terribly huge coincidence. Like, what's the population over there? Oh, I don't even think we're a million. <laughs> like five people yeah so anyway continue Derek. yeah so Sorry. then uh you know so they there's not a lot to say about the last guardian except it looked uh incredible um and they basically the last frame, few frames of the trailer it said 2016 so uh you know hopefully it's not just another trailer and then we wait six years for them to reintroduce it like hopefully it's actually releasing next year which would be awesome uh, following that, they showed off uh, Guerrilla Games showed off their new title, which is called Hero. I'm, I'm just going through our live blog, and I remember Sean Layden's like, to the millions watching online at home, and I'm watching the fucking like pl- uh, the YouTube live stream. I'm like, there's not even forty thousand people watching this right now. Like, what are you talking about? Millions? <laughs> is that a John Cena line? To his millions like, um, and millions. That's The Rock. Oh, it's The Rock. Yeah, who actually has millions of fans. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Guerrilla Games announced a, an RPG called Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, oh, so beautiful! It looked gorgeous. It was just, it's got what sounds like a really cool story about basically Earth, and then it gets destroyed, and these people build up a society, and they're like hunters, but they're like hunting technology instead of food, and like it, it didn't make a lot of sense, but it looked badass. And uh, yeah. some really like, cool um, action action based gameplay. You know, they were watch watch the trailer. Because uh, it threw me for a loop. Because there's like a, a girl walking through a, a cave, looking at cave paintings, talking about like the ancients, and then you see the cave paintings look like skyscrapers, and then it cuts to like her, and 
and somebody else, and they look like they look like cavemen with like fur and um, you know, bows and arrows, overlooking like a, a like a metropolis that has been like decayed and like grown over. And then you notice that their bows look like fucking like the tech bow from Turok. And you're like, what's what's going on here? And they go on a hunt, and they're hunting these like robots that are like dinosaur robots that that you got to see the trailer if you guys haven't seen it it's really really fucking compelling and uh, oh did, yeah no i loved it uh, that was probably my favorite thing that sony showed at their conference did did anybody read that book series the the white mountains the tripod series nope no because i'm not racist <laughs> it actually like i think like was a like a christian book series but i remember reading the first one in school and it was like these tripods came and you're kind of living in this dystopian society and then they some kids leave um and tripods like the fucking walkers from more of the world's tripods that like select kids and like take away the personality i, I, I read it in third grade but the one thing i remembered is that they go to like a destroyed village and find these horseless carriages um where like society like fell apart hundreds and hundreds of years ago so i, I like i like that type of um uh that type of storytelling i think it's really compelling definitely and and yeah the gameplay the gameplay looked intense it was you know i, I definitely got a kind of like far more uh you know far more graphical but uh you know more action-packed like monster hunter style gameplay it almost looked like Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was cool. Like at one point she was like shooting these arrows that were also connected to the ground. So she was trying to like tie this beast down. So then she could aim at like it's weak spots easier because it wasn't able to move and it just looked really in depth and it, it looked really cool. Um, it definitely, it hit, she hit its weak spot for massive damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it looked, I don't know. It looked more exciting to me from gorilla than any of the kill zone games ever did. Um, oh yeah, Killzone. I've never been a fan of Killzone, so I was surprised with how excited I was for definitely, yeah, their next game after watching it in motion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on from there, Square Enix announced a new Hitman title. Uh, beta is oh, ex- is that all they announced? Uh, yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Square yeah. Enix announced a new Hitman title. Uh, you know, they said PlayStation is the place to play it because you're getting six exclusive contracts, and the beta will be. Ex- Excuse me. The beta will be exclusive to the console. Um, it looked cool. I mean, it was an entirely pre-rendered trailer, but um, but it was uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, I got the hiccups now. Uh, but it was neat. They moved on to oh my gosh, they moved on to Street Fighter Five, uh, and I didn't oh I did not know what I, <laughs> what I was looking at. Uh, Juan noted that Birdie, whoever that is, make his return to the main roster. And it's actually the yeah, first like time they've become now. playable since the Alpha series, um, mm-hmm. right? Then, well, no, what's what's the relevancy of that, Josh? Do you know? I don't know. Just in Alpha, he was really buff, and now he's fat and grew a bunch of blonde chest hair. Nice. I like my kind That's of guy. <laughs> then they moved on to No Man's Sky, which uh, this was the first time we really got to see some of the exploration and um, and some space combat which is really cool and like the dude was literally like oh i have so much to show you but they only gave me three minutes so uh i gotta be quick so like you just got glimpses of stuff but at one point they like zoomed out and um from the planet he was on and you saw basically just all these dots and he was like keep in mind that every single dot that you see 
visible right now is a sun, which means that every single dot is the center of a solar system. All of these solar systems full of planets that you can visit, and it was just like mind blowing. And then it started like zooming out even more and more and more, and it was like you know there's there had to have been thousands of planets and stuff like that. And you know he's basically like at, he he visits a planet that looked cool, but he's like you know this planet's never been visited before. Uh, many planets never will be um it it was just really it's crazy it looks like a really ambitious game and it's um very much about it it looked like the point was like as you explore stuff and and basically register that you're you've explored and and found new species and stuff like that you like upload that which gives you cash which lets you improve your equipment and stuff like that um i don't know much like is there a story to it at all i don't know they haven't really talked about that at all but it's gorgeous and it looks like a lot of fun um yeah it was that 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 part was really cool um moving on uh media molecule oh media molecule they announced something called uh dreams um i couldn't i couldn't be any more disinterested in this i feel like it looked i i I, it's not my thing either but some people are going to create some amazing shit with that um, you know, he Basically, said, like, you like said they're the, th- we're throwing away all the polygons, keyframes, focusing on sketches, collaboration, basically anything you can paint, um, becomes real. And they, and they showed some really, really cool examples of just how varied the content in the game can be. Um, yeah, he basically said, you know, you can make a game or make a play, um, or make a song, a performance, like anything that you can dream of, he says that you can create. And I mean, they're, you know they usually obviously they're very very ambitious but they you know we'll see what it actually turns out to be uh you were going to say something about that yeah i i it seems like uh little big planet i was gonna say lost planet little big planet on on steroids um where you use the playstation move to like paint in 3d space and like sculpt like clay and make things and like they they had one where there was a guy playing a piano they had another one where it was like a bunch of bunch of zombies getting shot and then like a, a robot on like a space motorcycle flying around and then they all came together so i my initial reaction is it might be too open-ended um so it, it's it's definitely one of those community games kind of like how mario maker is going to be that is not a game that i'm going to pick up unless there's some really interesting stuff that you can download and there will be. Well, I mean, look at Little Big Planet. Like, like the stuff that people did with Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet Two, Three. I'm not sure about because I haven't played it, but um, the stuff that they've done is like far beyond. Well, and Media Milk said like the things that people have created are far beyond what they even imagined for the game. Like, um, there was some crazy stuff, and if you go into some of those top played levels, they're amazing. Um, so yeah, like I'm, and I, you know, I, I bought little big planet and played a ton of it, never created a single level because I'm not that type of person, but, um, I loved, uh, I loved seeing, seeing what people could do with it. And a lot of them were, you know, there was like basically like remakes of movies and like all this other stuff that, um, you know, it it was, there was almost like they were not even playable levels. It was just different stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it looked. I, I thought it looked cool. Not really my thing, but um, but it did look cool. Uh, after that, they uh, moved on to a game called Firewatch, which was a brand new announcement. I'm sold. I'm sold on it. It looked sold really cool. Instantly. It ha- had a cool art style. It was kind of like cel shaded, but but really really pretty looking. Um, it it's like kind of like a there's this voice talk. it almost reminded me of like bioshock that you're like kind of doing just you're just doing the stuff that this kind of disembodied voice is asking you to. Um, so. 
so um, basically what it is, and I, I'm I'm not gonna split hairs, Derek. You just explained it terribly. Um, I wasn't done. You, thanks. <laughs> you you play as a, uh, a forest uh, ranger in an outpost that is someone that's there to watch for fires hence the name firewatch and you're being led around by a woman on the radio bioshock yeah, there you go that's not a disembodied voice that's a radio you're a radio <laughs> <laughs> so but it looked uh, it looked like hearted and humorous it was like a first person survival style game but it looked like it had some creepy moments and some mystery and stuff in there yeah i liked it when he he goes up to um he uh goes up to the uh like wire that he was supposed to check on and he's like oh it's cut through and she's like wait you made it you made it to the the wire already he's like yeah he's like well then who's in your tower and, it's yeah, like, and that's when the trailer ended that, up. and that was the moment where i was like oh holy crap like it's you know it's not just all jokey like it's serious yeah and uh they didn't really talk much about it unfortunately um you know they got their trailer and that was it we didn't get a release date or isn't exclusive like like they didn't we didn't get to hear that much about it um following that uh destiny did you talk about that already uh, we talked we we talked about Destiny last week in the missing episode, um, but everything that was leaked um, is confirmed. Um, the Hunter bow was shown off. The Titan hammer, the the Warlock arc. Um, I really wish they would add six man fire teams, but I don't think they're gonna do that. The the Taken like basically Oryx is pissed that you like fucked up his shit, and he's converting um, aliens from all the different races that you fought to fight for him, and they seem they seem like like there was a cabal character that seemed like he was wearing guardian armor. So I think he's like taking dead guardians and stealing their tech and putting them on these converted, um, uh, cabal, which I think is really cool. Um, uh, do, 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 let's see what else. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation is getting exclusive gear maps and strikes. Uh, they're going to get exclusive content day one. Um, uh, which, which I I think is really interesting that Destiny is going so Sony and Activision is pushing so Sony, uh, and Halo is you know obviously Bungie's baby, and that's kind of getting the uh, um, kind of getting uh, I don't know I I think the the new like dynamic between Sony and and Bungie is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're just picking up kind of like the hype built by Xbox and are moving it to PlayStation, which is. Not the first time that's happened, but it's really interesting to see how dedicated they seem to be to this agreement. Yeah. Because uh, if it was Capcom, they would have went back on it already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then they moved on to Square announced a new Final Fantasy game. The ti- It looked cool. Well, but- they didn't even talk about Assassin's Creed, like, where you can play as a girl. Oh, I don't really... Has, can, couldn't you, can you before? Play as a girl. Couldn't you in a different Assassin's Creed game play as a girl? No, that was a big... Liberation. Th- yeah, but that was the, the Vita game, and that's what, like, all those, like, Gamergate shitheads were like oh you know they don't have a girl playable character in unity and, and like um uh ubisoft was like oh it's too hard to to make the characters gonna be too expensive and then everyone's like circle jerking over it and now they have a, a female character and no one's talking about it like, a female, <laughs> like female playable main character and no one's talking about it that's the way it goes you do it and nobody mentions anything but you don't do it in your pariah right yeah pariah that's a fucking tasty word <laughs> uh anyway so assassin's creed boring so then square came back on stage uh announced a new final fantasy game then it looked cool the name of which i don't remember because after that they announced a fucking remake for final fantasy 7 like a full-on a full-on remake like the you know the ps3 tech demo Not that everyone's that. been waiting to become an actual thing for an entire console generation is actually happening 
Uh, Not the PC port that they promised us last year. No, no and in fact, they announced today that the PS4 port of the game has been delayed. Uh, (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Who knows? Wait, they're still still releasing the port? I would have assumed that that was canceled. No, I think they are still releasing it, but they said it was delayed for some reason. Um, but yeah, you know, we got a we got a beautifully rendered trailer. Um, you know, it was it was of course pre rendered. I don't know how far along they are in this, but uh, they just started it. They probably just started it. They, they made that trailer. They made that trailer yesterday, and yeah. we can expect to see the game as like a PS6 launch title. Yeah, and uh, pe- people noted that it was um, the music playing was just stuff from Advent Children. So. Um, uh, there's speculation that, um, well, there's worry that U- Ubu Amatsu, however you say that, might not be on this title. Hmm. And another thing that Megan was pointing out yesterday, because she was actually in tears when this got announced, but uh, she was mentioning how the trailer really seemed to focus on how, like, focus on the children in Midgar, which Advent Children. I thought really... that place was called Minerva. What? What game are you playing? <laughs> I've never played Final Fantasy Seven. Oh no, it's it's Midgar. Midgard. Midgard. Yeah. But yeah, what's Minerva? Were... I have no idea. No idea. I'm Googling it. Continue. Minerva is a Greek goddess, I believe. But anyway, um, but yeah, it seemed to focus on the children, which was a huge plot point in Advent Children. So she was thinking that maybe it's hinting that they're going to start implementing a lot of the story from the numerous spin-offs that they made into the original Final mm. Fantasy VII lore. To kind of tie Minerva is the together. chick that everybody got cloned from. No, that was Genova. Well, Minerva is the super boss from oh, Crisis Core. She's she is implied to be related to Gaia's consciousness and is interpreted by Genesis Repsodos as the goddess of loveless. That none of that crap counts. I mean, it technically does, but I mean, come on, Genesis was modeled after a cross-dressing Japanese pop star, so anything that comes out of the canon from that, it just doesn't feel right to me. Okay. It will when they retcon everything to fit in the seven, though. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, sorry. No, no, but yeah, I mean, that was probably, and it's safe to say that that was the biggest news to come out of the conference, because even like a whole day later, and with E3 in full effect, the game's not playable, it's prob- uh, It's not on the show floor, it's not going to probably be seen, with, especially with Square Enix's track record, we're probably not going to see it for a very, very long time, and that's still all that anyone's talking about for the most part. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I mean, and I got, it's I got like, a fucking goosebumps, and I have no interest in Final Fantasy VII. I got Advent Children. That was a good movie, but I I, I got goosebumps, and like I got excited. Like I got a fucking excited for a Final Fantasy game that wasn't Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, it made it made <laughs> me really. I was really excited because Final Fantasy VII was a, obviously a big one for me. It was the first big RPG that I played on the PS One, and I you know I was probably like eight years old or something and it's also so long ago now that i don't that was i think i only played through it once and it's so long ago now that i don't really remember it so it'll be really cool and really nostalgic to go back and play this kind of remastered version of it and the thing is like the original final fantasy 7 didn't look good i thought it looked bad even back then yeah no it definitely did which is part of the reason and i was just talking about this on our uh, mission objective thread on my part of it but I feel like a big part of the reason that people wanted a remake so bad was not... I mean, because, I mean, let's face it, the game's classic. It was a lot of people, like Derek just mentioned, their entryway into RPGs in general. And the cutscenes were, for their time especially, like, absolutely gorgeous. But the game itself, like, looked like crap. And it looked like Virtua the, Fighter. Yeah. And the vision... No, even worse than that, I think. Because <laughs> Virtua Fighter, at least they looked like they had hands. <laughs> but, I mean, 
like the jump in graphical quality from just Final Fantasy VII to Final Fantasy VIII was such a huge discrepancy that people, and I remember feeling this way myself, like, oh, I was hoping partially at the time that they would remake Final Fantasy VII for PS1 just to make it look like Final Fantasy VIII. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's been so many advancements, and Square Enix didn't help matters any by releasing so many spin-offs and acknowledging that people loved the game. And they released a bunch of weird games like that Vincent shooter that no one cared about, but... That was Crisis I mean, Core. No, no, Crisis, uh, Crisis Core was Dirge of Cerberus. Game. Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus was the... Yeah. On the PSP. But, no, that... <laughs> you're mixing them all up. No, no. Uh, that was a PS2 game, wasn't it? The Crisis Core was PSP, and um, Dirge of Cerberus was PS2. <laughs> and it, all it playable had, like, on online the PS2. But in Japan only, because you needed that PS2 hard drive or something. Yeah. But what, what was the what, what was the console between the PSP and the the Vita? It was the PSP Go right? Yeah, yeah, the one that only played digital copies. And then Mega sixty four did that video where they were trying to shove discs in it and shattered it and yeah. tried to return it to GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, and you know I'm really like it's funny, and I mentioned this a little bit on the main show yesterday that Final Fantasy seven was like my third RPG. I think my first one was Earthbound, and I didn't even know what an RPG was. And then Mario RPG was my second. And then Final Fantasy was my third. And I fell in love with it. And I still enjoy the game quite a bit. But it's like I don't It's like I don't have any nostalgia that is, in, is uh, influencing my opinion on it. Because I played them all recently. But like the Super Nintendo ones I thought were just completely magnificent. And I'm happy that the Final Fantasy VII fans got their remake so many years after that tech demo came out. But there was a tech demo for Final Fantasy VI characters running on the PS2, and I still don't have my Final Fantasy VI remake. <laughs> so, Square you, Square really needs to get on that. I mean, we got a Final Fantasy IV remake, and no one was really even asking for that, even though it was fantastic. So, when you when they bring out six, then I'll be happy. But seven, the trailer that they showed looks great. I'm just reserving my excitement until we could kind of see more gameplay or have some kind of indication that it's going to come out sometime in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, so following up Final Fantasy, another game people have been waiting for forever. Uh, they announced a Kickstarter for Shenmue 3. Let uh, me see what it's currently at, because they... I it, checked it about checking... an hour ago, and it was at 2.8 million. So it launched last night at about 7.30 p.m., maybe 7.45 p.m., with a $2 million goal, and it surpassed that goal within nine hours of launch which is crazy it was the second fast second fastest kickstarter million us yeah it was the second fastest kickstarter to ever hit a million dollars um yeah it was just absolutely crazy the crowd was going wild i saw so much stuff on twitter and everything like that and it made me really want to well josh and as you mentioned on the the uh show last night like there's really no good way to play the first two games in this series because the Shenmue is on Dreamcast and the Shenmue 2 is on the original Xbox. Um, and I was just like, you know, it's a game, it's a series that I never experienced but always, you know, heard over and over again, oh, you should, you should, you should try it. And it's like there's no, there's no easy way to do it, is there? Not that I know of, no. And it's like, I don't know, that's... You know, we always talk crap about remasters, especially lately, but that's one series that really should be re-released as some kind of a remaster because, like you said, it's so hard for people to get access to it at this point. Mm -hmm. You know how to, you know how to that, do it? But, huh? Emulators on the PC. Master Race. <laughs> I've actually, I still have a Dreamcast, so I should pick up a copy off eBay or something. 
Let's yeah, start, and, uh, let's see how much hobbies <laughs> you guys keep talking about Shenmue because I, I all I know about is Lucky Hit and Sailors. No, but, no, but yeah, it's like, and I don't know. I I love absolutely love Shenmue. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. And I sound like such a downer by being so like pessimistic about everything. But kind of the same with Last Guardian. I'm like, I kind of get the feeling that it's too little, too late to the point where I would have been jumping off the walls like five years ago, but. I've been waiting so long that at this point I'm kind of like, okay, cool. It'll, you know, that's one more game that will come out at some point while I'm my backlog is piling up. Yeah, well, and, that I'll never and play it's otherwise. probably so far off too. Like from whatever, yeah, I think it has a tentative. Yeah, I think it has a tentative date of December 2017, but I'm pretty. That sounds like a placeholder. Well, and like, and especially like those kick, like every Kickstarter campaign has has any Kickstarter campaign ever shipped on time? Like they're always like, oh, we've never done this before, and uh, we didn't realize how long this stuff takes, <laughs> so we're gonna delay it by we've like never one- made a game before. <laughs> we're gonna delay no, so, it by one so- month, and then like two weeks later, it's like, oh, we need to delay it by six more months. Derek, <laughs> you, you probably want to buy a, a a brand new copy, right? No, because then how would I play it? On your Dreamcast. Oh, because then you... you, you like a shrink. Yeah, exactly. Well, a brand new sealed copy is $224. I'll send you my copy if you want to play it. You don't want to play it. I don't want to play it? Do I want to play it? You do <laughs> want to play it. I do want to play it? It's it's it was The game was so revolutionary for its time, and I'm... The only thing, too, that... It was funny, because I was walking into the studio when it was announced, and I was like, seriously, Shenmue 3? And I was super excited, and then they were like, and then Megan was like, Kickstarter. I was like, Kickstarter? <laughs> like, I don't know why that just, like, put a damper on it, <laughs> on the announcement for me a little bit. You, you know but... you know what Um, I, I want to point out Um, that was pointed out to me listening to the Mega64 podcast today, is that everybody's all over... Shenmue, all over ukulele and these other games that have just surpassed their goal. Do you guys know what the final backing on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was? Was it like five? Did it hit five million? million? $5.5 million. That's crazy. And and their original goal was like half a million. Yeah. So. When it's crazy seeing that surpass like ukulele by so much because. I would just, you know, like we've had a lot of those kind of Metroidvania style games in the last few years where we haven't had that kind of, you know, cla- many of those classic platformers. So it's really interesting that that uh, that Bloodstained got so high. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised that Bloodstained got so high, too, for the same reason. Like, ukulele feel, uh, fills a, a niche that hasn't been, you know, represented in a long time outside of, like, maybe Mario Galaxy, whereas Metroidvania games... I mean, we just had Guacamelee come out a few months ago, which was getting a ton of praise. And even the last Castlevania game was only, what, three or four years ago? I mean, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Bloodstain, though. It looks fantastic from what we've seen so far. But yeah, yeah. it blew me. It took me by surprise that uh, that Bloodstain surpassed Ukulele in the way it did. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. We're getting, we're getting so far off track, and this is a long show as is. Um, before we close, do you guys have any final words on Shenmue 3, other than it's Shenmue 3? The voices sounded freaking weird, and I want them to get the bad voice actor that they used to have instead of the bad voice actor they had in the trailer. How <laughs> many professional? It's funny. Bad I voice showed actor. my fiance the Kickstarter video for that, and she's like, "Why are the voices so bad?" And I was like, "Because that's how the like because they wanted to retain the authenticity of the old games, and yeah. this they is had worse terrible than the old games." <laughs> yeah, it's like it just sounded like a bored actor, but this time it sounded like people who didn't speak English natively. So I'm like, eh. Fun fact, though, uh, uh, there's a ru- there's a rumor that 
Zach Braff was like in the final runnings for the voice of Rio <laughs> really? in the original Shenmue. Oh, in the original yeah. Shenmue. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I, I do want to point out again, We this is like the third time we've talked about Mega 64, but they every year around GDC, they do a video with a like a like someone who's typically getting their Lifetime Achievement Award. And they did one with Yu Suzuki about how Shenmue 3 was supposed to end. And I think it ends with uh, Londi flying to the moon and <laughs> Rio farting so hard that they fly to the moon and they have a, a uh, quote, there's a way dope zero G battle on the moon. Then Londi uses the Phoenix mirror, blows up the moon and totally messes up the tides forever. And this is all Yu Suzuki saying this, by the way. <laughs> no, and that brings me to one more thing that worries me about Shenmue 3 is that Shenmue, I think, was originally planned to be a seven-part series. Oh, my God. So does it end with Shenmue 3, and or are we going to have, like, five more Kickstarters after this? That's crazy. I didn't know it was supposed to be seven parts. Yeah, which is insane because at the time that Shenmue 1 came out, I think the budget on it was, like, $60 million, which is why they never, why they were so reluctant to make sequels because... I think the statistic that's gone around for years is that every Dreamcast owner would have had to buy two copies to be able to, uh, Jesus. to get break even on that game. Wow. And that's a huge budget for today's standards. And back then, games weren't nearly that high. So Yeah. yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Let's, um, let's pound through the rest of it. Uh, new, new... Which will be easy because Nintendo didn't really talk about much. Exactly. Uh, new uh, Scarecrow missions from uh, Arkham are coming out. Those are cool. Yeah. They 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 look cool, but I'm me personally I'm not interested. You guys love the Arkham games. Um, don't, uh, don't tell me v- what I love. I, I know what you don't love. put words in my mouth. Oh, but it's not the only thing I'm going to put in your mouth. Uh, PlayStation View is going to have full a la carte channel subscriptions without a cable uh, an existing cable subscription. That's fucking game changing. In select That's- cities, I wish it was. It's never going to come to Canada, unfortunately. And I mentioned this last year, I think, but it's fu- it's worth mentioning again. When we were shitting on Xbox for talking about TV so much a few years ago, and then now it's like, oh, TV on PlayStation is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then the guy came on stage for uh COD Blops three. Mark. It, it looked exactly like Titanfall, did it not? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Is it just me, or does that come off as like a big f you to respawn? And they're like, oh, you tried to run off and make your own company without us, huh? Well, we'll just do exactly what you guys are doing, except it's Call of Duty. Like, when they were, like, wall running and stuff, I was literally, like, it literally looked like Titanfall. And at at first I I was like, wait, is, at first I was like, is this, was this Call of Duty? Did I miss something? Did they change games? Like, like, I was legitimately (laughs) thinking that, and I was like, no, somebody just said Call of Duty, and it It, it was ridiculous. it bugged me how like stupid the guy was holding the pistols when he aimed down the sights. It was like what he, it it didn't seem natural. He did have robot hands, but it didn't seem natural, and it bugged me. And I am yeah, going. It wasn't. Co- go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. At least first. I was gonna say, didn't Black Ops go really long too? Which is probably part of the reason why we thought we switched to Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, it was an yeah. it was a super long segment, and I mean, I I I am sure that they would get more time because of the just how big that series is. But uh, but yeah, no, I legitimately was like, I Titanfall two is supposed to come to PlayStation. They must have switched. Yeah, um, oh, my notes just refreshed. I did notice that the um the 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 guy who was presenting it looked like he just got done like doing like power lifts and guzzling like a gallon of whey protein <laughs> and like just wouldn't 
What he, he was just like, are you ready? Are you ready to... And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, no, nobody cares. It's, it's COD. We all, we all get it. We got it. It's, it's cool. Um, they had some, uh, I'm going through. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, oh, Disney Infinity. Uncharted exists. They had all the, Oh God, that's so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, just because like all the cool characters are in those uh, deluxe editions, yeah, and like this deluxe edition isn't as bad as the Avengers one, thankfully. Uh, this one, I it looks like it's coming with Boba Fett exclusively uh, as a timed exclusive. It'll be released after the holidays on his own. But it's also going to come bundled with the, um, I believe it's called Rise of the Empire, is the name of the playset, which is based off of episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. That's also not supposed to come out until <laughs> after the holidays, but it's going to be bundled with the bonus edition and it price wise it i don't remember the exact price but it comes out to about the same amount as buying all that separate would have been oh so so it's not like it's not like you're really gouging they're gouging anybody or anything with a collector's edition it's just that sounds like sony got some kind of exclusive deal to try to boost sales for the game on that system um speaking of star wars they showed the new like horde mode survival mode in battlefront 3 looks really fucking badass um, do, 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 do. Uncharted uh, Four. That was that looked, was gorgeous. Like that, was the really... driving was crazy looking. I, I like I like how the it it froze and they had to restart it. Yeah. And at least like, we know it like, was uh, at least we know it wasn't pre rendered unless they yeah. pre rendered all that too to trick us. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be the first. They time. They just wanted to make sure to give us the authentic PS4 experience. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was it on Sony. You guys want to cap Sony off with anything? Uh, not particularly. I'm really looking forward to Guerrilla Games next one. Definitely. Like I said, that was probably my biggest takeaway from that conference. Yep, yep. Last uh, Guardian. So, uh, Nintendo. Let's go through Nintendo super quick. Did Did we talk about Microsoft? I feel like... Yeah, the the Elite Controller and the, the car and Halo. Oh, right, right. This hey, is going for so long, I, for, I forgot. I did want to say that the Halo 5 might be the reason I go pick up an Xbox One. Did we mention the Rare Collection? No, actually, we didn't. Rare. Fucker. I care. That was Battletoads. We finally got Battletoads on Xbox, just not the way we wanted. Now you can call yeah. GameStop and ask for Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and the backwards compatibility, which is probably <laughs> my biggest news of the show. But that we'll talk about that when we go to our mission objective. Yeah. Um. So Nintendo opened up with uh Star Fox. Yes. Uh. So Star Fox Wii U is confirmed. It's coming out at the end of this year, right? I was just right. The I always like. I feel like Nintendo's digital events are so fun. Like the fucking thing open, and they were like Muppets. Yeah. How about we was, talk about was, that? They were Muppets, and they were hilarious. And then like like music yeah. would come on, and the Muppets would start like dancing, but Owato would look all kind of angry for a while, and then he would start dancing too, and it was just like you could not help but smile. Yeah, it was. Uh, They're trying to distract you from the lack of games. <laughs> the lack of content. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I like the uh, the direction and the vibe that they're trying to push out. Um, but it is super late. Do you guys want to just uh, take this up next week while we can cover anything else, or do you guys want to just pound through it? Just go, just do it. Uh, okay, so Nintendo it, Star it. Fox confirmed it's okay. uh, it's coming out this year. Uh, and then uh, uh, chicken chicken R wing. Yeah, which was um, I I saw that and I was like, oh, that's from Star Fox too. And then he's like, this is from Star Fox too, uh, which <laughs> never got released. Uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm personally I'm going to be down with like the full like if you're the only way to to play in the cockpit is to be through the gamepad and use the gyroscope because I always on the 64 I always was heads up and just played that way so we'll see um, what else Josh because I don't have notes for that um, the Skylanders 
my prediction was half right. I had predicted that Disney Infinity and Nintendo would have Amiibo support because they were talking. There were rumors of talks between the two companies. More than likely, they were talking with both and decided to go with Skylanders because we're getting Donkey Kong and Bowser Skylanders Magma that are Bowser. doubling as Amiibo. Magma Bowser. Yeah, and they look fan- they look fantastic. And I like the story that he told where he wanted to use Giga Bowser, but Nintendo was like, no, do something creative. So then they made a new form of Bowser specifically for this game. And I like it's funny, too, how Donkey Kong's vehicle comes with Diddy Kong already in the uh, sidecar. Yeah. I thought that was but, funny. Um, I, I like how uh, um, you can the base twists and you can change it from Amiibo or Skylander. Yeah, that so was really getting, neat. Yeah. You're getting two. It's probably going to be triple the price though, but you're getting well, two. I don't know about Donkey Kong, but Bowser at least is going to come with all of the Wii, Wii, Wii U, and 3DS copies of the starter pack. So no extra charge for Bowser at least. Oh, okay. But uh, but he I, also Bowser's replacing one of the ones that come with every other starter pack, so it's still, you're still like missing out on something. No, but, but yeah, but um, yeah. Outside of that, um, they showed um Blast Ball, which ended up being when everyone is talking about how it looked like Metroid Prime, it turned out that it was Metroid Prime. Um, it's a spinoff where, as far as we know, Samus isn't in this at all. Uh, called Metroid Prime. Uh, what is it Frontier called? Frontier something. Fr- yeah, Federation Frontier or something like that. Like I have, I don't have it in front of me, and my phone's dead. So, but um, the yeah, and that seems to have caused quite a bit of controversy over the internet because I think a lot of people, like we were talking about earlier, got excited for Retro's game, which ended up being an Xbox game, and then so everyone was expecting a new Metroid because of that, and we ended up getting this, which looks like. Like, not the Metroid that we were expecting to the point where there's already a change.org petition <laughs> where they're asking for the game to be canceled. Oh what my the god, fuck? really? Fuck um, off, just don't buy it. Yeah, just don't buy it. I mean, it, there's to me, there's nothing wrong with the game. It looks fine. It's just... Not and I understand the disappointment. Want. Yeah, yeah, I understand the disappointment between the retro tease and the fact that we haven't got a new Metroid game in forever. But, but that's nobody's fault except the people that were speculating. Yeah, exactly. And to go so far as to wish that the game gets canceled just because you have no interest in it or because you are disappointed is ridiculous. That's, but. The, that's the same reason that the fucking neckbearded nerds that are like, "Oh, battle! I'm not getting Star Wars Battlefront because it's it's not it doesn't have every single fucking thing from the last one. It's got less content." It's like, "Fuck you! It's a Star Wars game. Play it, have fun, move on." Mm-hmm. It can't be worse than the Force Unleashed too. That was not a bad game. <laughs> did you play it? Yes, I tried to. Anyways, I, I did, and it was terrible. It was terrible, terrible. All three, ou- all three hours of it. Terrible. The best part was how short suck. it was. You guys suck. <laughs> you guys but, suck. But no. But moving on from there, um, they mentioned Yoshi's Woolly World, and for some reason, it's coming out in October, even though Europe, who, and you can't blame localization because they speak the same language as we do. Um, I, Europe's getting it in two weeks. I really and then like for some reason. I really like how detailed they got with all the games, like that the lady who like made the woolly Yoshi like prototypes, and then like like how she got to tell her story cute. and stuff like that. And when they were talking about Mario Maker, which you'll get into after, but you know they were like showing how they used to like draw out the levels and like would have the transparent paper if they had to make any changes. Like it was really cool how in depth with everything they went, and like how the one World One One of Mario was kind of meant to be like a tutorial and like all this really cool stuff that like people don't I, think about. I did not like when they when uh, uh, Shiggy and. Uh, Who's the other guy? Josh. 
Anoma? Uh, like, were you talking about Zelda? Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyway, regardless, the other guy who made like Super Mario with Shiggy. Oh right, I can't think of the name. And, but they talked about how the first level was tutorial. Where like, okay, you know, here's here's uh you know two platforms with a gap, but there's a floor in between it, so you know how to get used to jump. But the next time you find that, there's a bottomless pit, and I I did not realize like that's brilliant fucking game. Yeah, design. no, I had no idea until they literally explained it to me. Uh yeah, so uh, Willy World coming out early. Um, Mario Maker. Oh, um, Zelda Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes was announced as well. Yes, that looks um, cool. Which is like, it's going to be basically four swords except with only three people. And it's more co-op based instead of the more like kind of competition focused that uh, the four sword series was. And I actually got to play it a little bit today, which is a lot of fun. But uh, there'll be since we're running late, I won't talk too much about it. But there will be a write-up within the, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, then they announced Hyrule Warriors, which was leaked over the weekend, which added uh, Tetra and the King of Red Lions for 3DS. Um, outside of that, there was a new Mario Tennis where the Mega Mushroom from New Super Mario Brothers made an appearance and the characters will be able to grow really huge while playing. Um, Mario Tennis then... looked badass. I love that series. Oh yeah, no. I well, the 3DS one is really disappointing. I thought. Oh, I didn't but play that one. Other than that, I've loved the I've loved the series. Other than that, but one of my friends made the point of mentioning why we're getting another tennis game when we just got one for 3DS a few years ago, and we're overdue for another Mario Strikers, which I completely agree because Mario Strikers is probably my favorite Mario uh, sports game. But uh, outside of that, um, they showed off both um, Shin Megami. Well. I don't even know what it's called at this point, but they, Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem, they showed more of that. Um, they showed a Xenoblade Chronicles X trailer that said that the game's not going to come out until December, which was disappointing because I was hoping for summer. Um, then they were they talked about uh, the new Fire Emblem, which looks amazing. They had the full a full trailer with an English dub and everything. It's scheduled for next year. And then the probably my favorite, aside from the Bowser and uh, Donkey Kong Skylanders, my favorite takeaway from their whole conference was the um, Mario and Luigi Paper Mario crossover that they're releasing, which it looks like it's going to be more based around the Mario and Luigi style, but it's great to finally see a full-fledged Paper Mario RPG again when, you know, the last Super Paper Mario I thought was a great game, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a traditional Paper Mario. And then Sticker Star is... I, I think it's safe to say that it's almost universally hated because of how different it was from the other Paper Mario uh, games. Briefly, like, what's what's the big disparity between the two? That it has no party members, it has a crap story, all the humor that it was known for was gone, and fighting, ha- like, fighting has no benefit because you have to use items for every single action that you do. Ah. So it's like if you got into random fights, you're more than likely going to leave the fight with less of an advantage for your next fight than uh, as opposed to most RPGs where you level up got and it. get stronger with each fight. Got it. So it discouraged you from playing it, basically. What? Um, but uh, unless you have anything else, you guys want to just move on. What about uh, um, what about no. Animal Crossing uh, Amiibo Festival? Yeah, the Animal Crossing board game where they're making it sound like it's going to be required to use the amiibo to play. Uh, I'm okay with that um, because uh, then the I don't, I'm going to buy them all anyway. So yeah, right. And then uh, the uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home 
game, which was previously announced, looks like you'll be able to build full towns as opposed to just the homes. Which is really and then cool. They, and then Nintendo decided to close with Mario Maker. And I'm sad Juan's not here because he's... And him and Matt Kelly are going to be the only ones who get this joke, but... I feel like Mario Maker is like the Roman Reigns of Nintendo right now, where it's like they're just trying as hard as they can to convince everybody that this is the greatest game on the planet. I'm gonna Google. When, I'm gonna Google Roman Reigns. Like, he Roman Reigns is basically the guy they're trying to make into the next John Cena, but it's super fake and inorganic, and no one's buying it, so they're oh, booing him out of the building. Oh, the guy every who week. looks like he could be like a stunt double for the Crow. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but um, it's like the same thing. I feel like. They're really pushing and overestimating how much people are going to want Mario Maker, and I, it looks fantastic. And I, I did I said I, I did like that eight bit um, uh, Mario Amiibo it was fucking huge, and it just oh, looked yeah. really cool. And there's two different ones too. Did you see that? No, what was the other one? There's one that's the classic colored, and there's one that's colored like modern Mario with the black hair instead of the green hair. Oh, I'll have to get them both. <laughs> oh yeah, and and the amiibos will work in Mario Maker, so you could play as like Wii Fit Trainer and stuff in the Mario game. And uh, oh, and my favorite, my one of my favorite characters of all time, Mr. Game of Watch, is getting an amiibo that you can like. He's two D, but you can swap out different. He comes with a bunch of different poses. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, do you get all the poses together, or do you have to buy them separately? Um, they're all they're together. All together yeah. I think we were talking about this at the beginning, but I don't blame you for forgetting since we're running at like five hours. Yeah. But, um, and they, and I told Megan, like, as soon as it happened, because they closed the show with the debut of a new website where you share your favorite memories of Mario, and for every post that they get, they're donating money to Operation Smile. And I told Megan immediately, I was like, I feel like they closed that show by, um, by saying that they're donating a bunch of money to charity to make us feel like assholes for immediately going, going to the internet and saying that show is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, just overall, it was just so like lackluster. Almost all of their announcements were things that we've known about for a really long time. And aside from the Paper Mario announcement um, and the Zelda Triforce Heroes, or um, what was it called? Triforce Heroes, I think I said? Yeah. Um, that's probably wrong. But um, aside from those two games, it was all stuff we've already known about. And it was just overall like... Over, uh, underwhelming. I, I think I, I'm really excited for Star Fox. I think I might be the only one that likes Star Fox Assault. I think so. I think you are, yeah. I didn't like. I haven't liked any of the Star Fox games except 64. Honestly, you didn't like. No, I liked. I liked Adventure though. Like fuck everyone else. Dinos- I Adventure. Dinosaur Hunter was a good game. I love uh, the funny thing about that is the, the the same thing with Lost Planet One is that the end game boss uh, in. Uh, Star Fox Adventures. It was Andros in the fucking R wing. It's like you d- barely flew this fucking thing at all, <laughs> and then you have to beat the game in it. And yeah, then and like, like, like there's all that hype for General Scales, and when you finally fight him, you fight him for like five seconds, and then a scripted cutscene starts where he just drops dead. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell was this crap? And then the same thing with like Lost Planet Three or Lost Planet One. Y- you ended up the final boss is like some big Gundam battle in the sky. It's like, where does this shit come from? You have to like learn a whole new control set. But anyway, podcast question of the week. We asked you guys last week, uh, what is your most favorite thing from this year's E3 conference? Um, I only have one response. Dude, Fallout 4, no question from Eric L. You, What do you guys got? Um, You might have to pull up mine in a second because my phone's on its last legs, but I'll try to get through them quick. Uh, Let's see. Eric said... Our Eric said Shenmue 3 and Mass Effect Andromeda. It'll be excited. I'll be excited for Halo 5 when I finally finish Halo 4. 
Uh, Carl L. posted the loading screen for Final Fantasy VII, so I'm that's safe to say. And Derek said Silent Hills. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, Megan H. said Rise of the Tomb Raider. Is, that, is w. that your Megan? Yeah, my Megan. Okay. And then Andrew W. said Fallout 4, Fallout Shelter, Fallout 3. That comes with uh, Fallout 4 and then backwards compatibility on Xbox One. Um, let's see. A bunch of... Oh, all the Vita games. <laughs> um, we saw, we saw about as many Vita games as we saw Silent Hills. We saw one Vita <laughs> game, right? Yeah. Did we? Oh, yeah, the one that's coming, the Square Enix one that's coming out for PS4 and Vita. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. We we lost technically lost a Vita game with the Tearaway <laughs> trailer. <laughs> but uh, uh, Sarah F. said Fallout 4. And then just a bunch of arguments over Final Fantasy VII being overrated, so that's irrelevant to this conversation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Derek, did you have any? Uh, no, not this week. All right. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to check. And- this is a super, like, live podcast. I'm going to check our official Facebook page. Uh, nothing. So. Uh- <laughs> okay. But we didn't give ours, did we? Um. Oh, yeah. Um. Go ahead. What was your favorite thing from this this uh, thing? Mine was Xbox backwards compatibility because I didn't trade any in any of my games, so I'm looking forward to all of those becoming, or most of those at least, becoming playable again. Followed by the Paper Mario announcement, the Skylander, Bowser, and Donkey Kong Shenmue Three. Before I found out it was a Kickstarter, but I'm pr- still pretty excited. And then the new Guerrilla Games game and the retro game for Xbox. Derek? So, so Josh, you're you're most excited about literally everything that they announced at E3. Uh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, if if I could name just a few things, it'd be for sure Last Guardian, uh, for sure Fallout Four, and more Amiibos. All right, give me all them um, Amiibos. Uh, mine had to be a really good tie uh, between the Battlefront Three footy, um, and uh, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> which which that that was really funny. We were both watching the stream live. And Jeff Keighley's like, all right, now we'll see you back here on Spike TV. Oh, fuck. I mean, YouTube Live. He's like, I knew <laughs> that was going to happen at least once. <laughs> so funny. So, I missed that. So funny. That yeah, was really good. Um, um, but besides that, uh, I'd have to say uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. That that was really cool. Ubisoft kind of won me back. Um, and I, surp- I got surprisingly hyped for Final Fantasy VII. I got really hyped for Final Fantasy VII. Because so. yeah, you said you never, play- you don't- never played it, right? Well, I-, I played... How far did I get? I think I got up to the point where you meet Eris. Oh, okay, so like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you basically know yeah. you basically played the whole story then. Yeah. <laughs> so um do you guys wanna I have a, a real ad lib question we could drop right now, or do you guys wanna just just close up the show? No, to ad lib it, go for it. Uh what is your biggest disappointment from this year's E three? Or or if you can't come up with anything, what was your the thing that you thought was the funniest and most ridiculous? Hmm. No well, Silent Hills. Most disappointing. Most disappointing the large majority of Nintendo's conference. Um, I think the the thing that what was I most disappointed with? I, I think that the, just how douchey that guy was for Call of Duty. Like he's just like, yo, yo, are you ready? It's gonna be. Oh, and the guy from Disney Infinity too. He's like, you are gonna love it. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have figures and games and Star Wars. And it's like, dude. Oh my god, is he seriously like this is gonna be awesome? Only some of you are gonna get access to this character. Dude, just watch that. It, he was just like so like overhyping shit, and you can tell the crowd was like, eh. 
Eh. He's trying to overcompensate for his uh for the predictable lack of interest in the crowd. Exactly, exactly. Um, what I think uh, actually, I was really disappointed. <laughs> you know, obviously, <laughs> Silent Hills was not actually going to happen, but uh, they didn't. Nintendo didn't mention anything about a, or nobody mentioned anything about a Fatal Frame for Wii U release date, which I'm oh, really excited for. Actual, oh yeah, not a release date, but I yeah, they released an official trailer for it to though, like outside of the uh, outside of their oh, direct, did they? which I have no idea. But no, yeah. no release date yet. Not that I know Damn of, it. but yeah, they officially like you know are acknowledging that it's on its way. I know, yeah, I'm and they so released a new trailer, excited. but it apparently <coughs> was it didn't they didn't have time to show it during their main conference, but they had the time to play the same Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei trailer that they've been <laughs> pumping out for the last two months. I did, I did want to say like I noticed I was pleasantly surprised with the um, uh, the Metal Gear trailer that came out um, that it had. Uh, Kojima's name all over the actual trailer. Yeah, he directed the trailer. Actually, yeah, like, so over, even though they're all over the trailer, and then it was like you know, uh, uh, Kojima game, yada yada yada. But he was on none of the press materials. Like his name was not on the YouTube description. Any of the PR releases we got had his name was nowhere. So mm. think about that. More conspiracy. And you can think about that and let us know what your thoughts are on next week's episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. If you made it through, if you made it this far through this episode, congratulations! Congratulations! And we're sorry. This is our extra special once a year deluxe E3 edition. So please, I mean, really, it's only enjoyed it as much as we. Really, it's probably like only twenty minutes longer than we usually are. Yeah, (laughs) actually, uh, this is our like third recording, and we're almost at two hours. So we had like another like half hour. I know. I'm just kidding. This is going to be great. Um, anyway, uh, as <laughs> always, follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Follow us on SoundCloud, Geekscape Games. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Give us a review. It does mean a but lot. But the best thing share you can do with your friends. share us with your friends. Share us with or your friends. Or enemies if share you don't like the show. Either yeah, way, we get um, a listener. <laughs> as long as you share it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. I am at D. Cranavelt. I'm at Inu Joshua. Oh. Ah! Ah! I'm always second. Come on, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> there's only three of us sorry go again I'm at D. Cranavelle at Shane O'Hare <laughs> he's at D. Cranavelle and I'm at Inu Joshua and I'm wondering what'll come out first this podcast or Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> let's hope Juan puts his audio up um, alright guys thank you uh, we'll see you back here next week bye, bye, bye. everybody bye.